Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're continuing our week on training psychology. This is a really good one because today we have Nilesh Murdy, who is a physiotherapist for a professional AFL team in Sydney. He's been working with professional athletes for nine years and he's got some good stuff for you to hear. Let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix, Rad across the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym, experts in turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by our Unify Movement System, the only program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete, get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. Guys, as a valued listener, we usually give you a month free access, but we're doing something better this week. On Friday, for one week, you can get a lifetime 50% discount on our online coaching. We only do this offer twice per year. Be ready to subscribe on Friday. The deal kicks off. Before we get started, warm welcome. If you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment and we'll send you back some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact. And lastly, we want to give a big shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button, support the channel, and subscribe if you like what you see. Folks, tribe, ladies and gentlemen, joining us today is Nilesh Murti from ADPT Physio, business partner to Phil. How are you today, Nilesh? Good, mate. Good, good. Thanks for having me again. All right. We're yeah. super psyched. This is going to be a cracker. We've got Grace Clements uh, on the live stream. We'll send you back some love, Grace. Uh, if you are on the live stream, uh, let us know if you play a sport or you've ever been a professional athlete. I know we've got a few in the tribe, so if you are watching, let us know. We'd love to know what your sport is, uh, what your sport of uh, choice is, and if you're still playing. And uh, we want to talk to you about load management today and the psychology um, that sort of separates athletes and the rest of us. So what does that mean for you, Rad? Well, it, it, man, it's a near and dear subject to me because I got it really wrong for a long time. I, I definitely had the all or nothing mentality for, for decades. It was a really, uh, and, and unfortunately for me, I, you know, uh, I did martial arts and, and in traditional martial arts, in my experience, that is, that is absolutely the way that you're coached. It's like, a, you know, you do it you, and this is it, you do it. There's no really sort of middle ground for it at least that's the mentality i got even though when i reflect back my my sifu did give me some better advice than than i took on board but uh that's how i interpreted it you know and uh, and i had an all or nothing mentality for ages um and i you know my journey was frustrating um because the all or nothing mentality really leads you to believe that if you're not doing giving your all then you're doing nothing like it's that's kind of how it sort of translates in your mind and that's really that can be really disheartening because you'll go through like two weeks or so where you're not giving it your all and you're just doing your best and you you beat yourself up for it but that's best case scenario really because worst case scenario the all or nothing mentality leads you to injury uh, and i experienced both of those um, outcomes and so this is a, you know, learning how proper periodization works, how, um, you know, which is funny because it's nothing new, right? Like we learned this stuff when we were doing our, our Cert 4 in personal training um, years ago. But, you know, you learn so much when you're doing that course or any course really that 
you know, you only retain so much of it, right? But over the years, hearing enough coaches, you know, talk to me about this and, and reading some really, really great books led me to creating not only micro, meso and macro cycles for myself, but for the members at Unity Gym and for our UMS online coaching group. And, um, and it's led to some, some great results and to, to have some conversations with Nilesh, which is what, what we're here for now so that every, all our listeners can, can hear this. Um, you know, it's, it, it's reassuring to hear how the best of the best in Australian rules football uh, do it, you know, and how, how um, similar it is to, to our approach, you know. Yeah, well, well, I think the trend of, you know, <coughs> go hard, go home still continues. Not in the sporting world, but I reckon all over the place. So, are you sore? No, nah, you're training hard enough. Yeah. Do you pull up sore? Oh, mate, we'll add an extra set or rep, yeah. you know, to exercise. But I think the big contrast is um, everyone sees, you know, all these footballers, they must train hard because come game day, um, they're, they're running hard, they must train hard during the week. Well, no, training is, the game day is training. Yeah. You know, in that in season, they only play once a week. The rest of the week's about recovery. Know, psychology, getting your goals right for the week, what you're doing for recovery, so you're actually working on game day, but like we've highlighted um, before, it, it's you know, how they get there, you know, they, they don't go in first week of pre-season train 10, 10 hour days first week they roll in, they probably do two, three sessions max yeah. and ties in easily, you know, as an everyday person, they come in, you train two, three days a week, not make a goal of, oh, I've got to train six days a week yeah, having um, trained for a month no. or two, I've got to go, I've got to train six days six a week to make up for it. Yeah. Zero to six, mm-hmm. that's a sixty or ninety percent increase in seven day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're gonna build it up. And I think that's the biggest difference. Um, the training load, training exposure or the training blocks or the mesocycles and so forth, in the world of sport, it's calculated and fed in. And then listeners are now going, Oh well I don't have time to calculate it. It's not about calculating, it's being aware. So if you're going to go six days, it's just stepping back. Going, Should I be doing six days if I've done zero days? Yeah. What's a reasonable number? I think a twenty percent rule comes in really well. Yeah. Let's start with two days. Yeah. The week after, let's add another day in, mm-hmm. and let's build those three days up. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a big difference. Of just a quick shine on that. So. And it's interesting that you, you to hear you um, give your two cents at the start of what you just said there about the all or nothing mentality. It actually made me remember, you know, the way that we we. Um, it, for the life of Unity Gym, this is our eighth year of operation. We've actually only been doing these micro, meso, and macro cycles probably for the last two years, I'd say. Would, wouldn't you agree, Only Like with our tribe? Like we, we didn't used to do that. We used to just do four-week programs. You know, we didn't have deload weeks. We didn't do testing weeks, things like that. And we started doing deload weeks because a lot of people were pulling up with chronic um, injuries. Um, you know, just saying like people, some of our best students wouldn't come for a week and then they'd come back and we'd ask them why and they'd say, oh man, my shoulder was just really sore and I just need, felt like I needed to have a break. And well, I'll just, just let me finish. It's funny though, when we started doing deload weeks and we started explaining to people, it took a long time for people to wrap their heads around. And I remember some of our highest performers, I'd say, how'd you go? Uh, what'd you do yesterday? Oh yeah, you know, I, I went in and did a, a workout at, um, at another gym last night because you know, yesterday morning I just didn't feel like I really got pushed hard enough in the session and it took me so long to get through to people. And so that's the idea. This is one week out of six and you're meant to leave the gym feeling like you barely scratched the sides because that's how recovery works. That's how adaptation works. And it just took so long for people to start going, oh, uh, okay, so you're meant to go easy this week, you know? 
Um, I'll tell you exactly how it happened because it was sort of like that, but um, and that was one of the catalysts. But we uh, we built a gym and a culture where people took their training a little bit more seriously than what I was used to with with most of the uh, group offerings. And when we made the transition, and it was a slow transition from personal training only to then offering a semi-private option, which was um, groups of six people. And then we had, we launched, you know, group training and we'd launched group training a little bit before that and it was happening at the back of the gym. But the group training was like every other group option. It was just sort of a workout that we did. The only difference was that we didn't change the workout every day. We did, you know, we did a different style of workout every day, but they stayed the same for four weeks so that people had a chance to adapt to the, to the stimulus before we'd change it up again. But there was no... Um, you know, real thought to periodization because it was just a group sort of boot camp style workout. And there was no uh, like thought to recovery and this and that. And the reason was because, you know, most groups, you know, you get people that come two or three times a week, but we had created a gym culture where people came every day and we noticed very quickly, shit, people are turning up to this and going all out because the groups were really high intensity every day. And, uh, and we thought we need to apply what we applied to personal training, like proper program periodization. If people are going to turn up every day, then we have to manage load. Yeah. And what we then had to do was actually encourage people to only train to about 70% of their capacity, 60 or 70%, if they're going to be consistent every day, which we love. I'm a huge fan of training consistency and frequency over intensity. Um, and I've watched that, how that applies to professional. I've watched that uh, mostly with fighters. Uh, there's really great examples of, of weightlifters and fighters who train every day, but only to a lower intensity and outperform people at the end of the year, at the end of the block, you know, as opposed to the people who go balls to the wall once or twice a week and then, uh, you know, see how they're faring after a 12 month period, you know. And so, and, and there, is an, there is a time and a place for balls to the wall. And as Nilesh said earlier, it's game day. It's when you compete, you know. Uh, and that's why I think it's a great time to have a means to express that and to compete. And a lot of people don't have that in the gym. And so they get a little bit confused. They turn up to the gym every day and it's game day every day because they're tra where they're training with their mates and it's like who, who's going to bench the heaviest and or especially who's if squat you're doing wads or amrap workouts or something mm -hmm. where there's a scoreboard and people are, are really wanting to get their name up on that scoreboard you know that's when that's when things can really start to be problematic for people yeah, and there's no yeah that's right and there's no there's no structure to it and there's no that i haven't thought it out it's just game day every day yeah and uh, and uh and that th we made this transition because we, we, we noticed, okay, we've created this amazing culture where everyone takes their training seriously and it's, it, it's really um, you know, unheard of to miss a day or skip a day and we've created this amazing program that spans five days. How do we manage load now? Because a lot of these people are still trying to come and go balls to the wall every day. They go out and they absolutely obliterate themselves on the weekend consuming shitty calories, alcohol, bad food, and they turn up on Monday and try to undo what they did over the weekend. And then they try to carry that intensity throughout the entire week. And so we then went really hard at the programming side of things and then applied that to our groups and eventually eliminated all other training. We don't do personal training or semi-private. We only do the groups and we treat it like a personal training session. Yeah. We treat it with the same philosophies, the same principles of program periodization. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, and it miraculously it, we get amazing results. Yeah, it, from it, that. it works. And like, so Nalash, if we, if we talk about this training psychology, this 
all or nothing approach versus professional athletes. So the all or nothing approach, what we mean by that is team uh, or tribe. If, you, if you've uh, heard this, but you're not really sure about what we mean, it's, it's this idea of where you go from, like this is an extreme example, but we see extreme examples all the time. So, um, you know, Joe Blow is uh, 30 pounds overweight and he hasn't exercised for three or four months and he's been telling himself he's going to do something about it ever since he was 10 pounds overweight. And all of a sudden, he's 30 pounds overweight now or whatever goal you want. You've, you've lost muscle, you want to put on 10 kilos, whatever, whatever your goal is. And you go from, oh my God, where, how did I get to this place? I'm doing it. I'm going to the gym six days a week. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to nail these goals in, in the next two or three months. And lo and behold, two weeks into it and they're injured and, uh, and they're back to square one, maybe even square minus one. Um, how does that approach dif- differ? Like that psychology of, uh, you know, I haven't done anything for ages. I need to get some results now. I'm going to go all in on it. How does that differ from a professional athlete? I think, I think let's, let, we'll go, we'll, we'll use a pre-season or a, tra- a start of training block as an example. When, when guys come to us, we're we all pretend they're that 30 pound overweight athlete. We assume they've done nothing and we build them up. So the guys come in, example, if they're training three times a week, they won't be doing 10K sessions Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It'll probably be a 6K session. That's a a big drop, isn't it, for an athlete? So they build themselves up and the week two, they'll go from a 6K to a a 7.5K. Again, you get that progressive overload there. And they'll keep building till they hit the fourth, fifth week and then comes a little dip when they might have a Friday off or they might just do two sessions. So that's the big contrast there. They've built their way up to the top, dip off, recover, and go again. Yeah, have um, a deload. You, have you, a deload, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So at the moment, that's, it's funny, this conversation's coming up this week, all the players get Thursday to Monday off. You know, they've gone non-stop, when I say non-stop, three days a week, training <laughs> from November. When does the season start? In End of March. End of March. Okay, so so this is uh, if you're listening to this podcast later, we're recording this on the 16th of February. So we're talking about six weeks away, right? Correct. Starts yeah, in about six yeah, weeks. Yeah. yeah. So six weeks is game one for a how many game season? That's that's preseason, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, preseason's finishing. Yeah. yeah. yeah so right. 22 games. So if you if you don't understand Australian rules football, these guys are going to be playing for basically half a year, one game a week every weekend. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and then they've obviously trained from November to now. They'll have, you know, decent four weeks off. You see family, you get your steaks, your burger, you know, t- you just go back living life. And then they come back and guess they yes they go back in training, but they don't go back to training the way they left off. They'll be reintroduced and rebuild back up and to that top level or to the upper little ceiling they've got. I think that's the biggest thing. I think I see I- even in the private sector. People come in, yeah, man, I've been training three weeks straight, but I can't do it, my shoulder's sore, you just get sore. Uh, mm. Okay, so, yeah, I do upper body every day. So mm. when does your upper body get to rest? Mm. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, but I'm, I'm doing chest though, it's not shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so that, that, that's like, I know it's a little example, but that's the same thing with, with our players. They, if they're running mo- Monday, they're doing straight line base running, or uh, say it's change of direction on Monday. On Wednesday, the focus will be straight line stuff. So again, yeah. they're still doing running, but a different but stimulus. Yeah, yeah. They've got a chance to recover from their knees, the joints and mm-hmm. knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and Friday, they might have, instead of running, they'll be more footy style and mm-hmm. contact. So and in, even yeah. in the gym, there's changes in contrast put in place. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously it's all built up and there's a focus in every day. And I think you guys do that really well here in the pr- program. There's a focus changes every day. And guess what? People are training every day. Mm. But the focus is upper body, push, pull, 
and it's the same kind of system or method of philosophy or culture and to call it we do in sport um the guys will do you know um a gym session that's upper body focused and the next day they'll do a lot low so again it's mixed mm-hmm. up and yes they're doing stuff but like yani um highlighted it's not at it's not the intensity they still rock up and tick they do what they need to do at a hundred percent but the intensity is always varied does mm-hmm. that make sense so mm-hmm. if you rock up you're there you gotta go mm-hmm. work hard you've got six reps you do six reps not four reps yeah. does that make sense yeah. like the intensity is there but again it's all varied and loaded so yeah yeah and it's it, it you know the all or nothing mentality versus the professional athlete and the psychology um, we've we've now said this a couple of times in the show because we just love this this quote from you and um, whether you made it up or not, I, I recommend that you um, take credit for it on the <laughs> show. Um, but it's the it's not the load that that injured you; it's the way it's you not, got there. It's not a high load, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know if you don't understand, like I, I get that that might make a lot of sense to us being coaches, but maybe for our listeners, you're not really understanding what that is. But load is the combination of volume and intensity. So intensity means. In terms of weightlifting, it's how heavy you lifted. You know, if you if you go from 50 kilos on a barbell to 60 kilos, you've increased the intensity. If you go from 50 to 4, you you've decreased the intensity. Volume would refer to uh, how many reps or how many sets you do. So if you go from doing sets of eight reps uh, to sets of 10 reps, you've increased volume. If you go from sets of eight down to sets of five, you've decreased the volume. But the same would go for running. You know, like you can increase the intensity of running by going from um, six minute kilometers down to five minute kilometers you've just increased the intensity of that run and you know you can increase the volume by doing a 5k run to a 7k run or whatever so load is the combination of both of those things and and you know people often talk about oh, that exercise is bad for me or that no that's a bad exercise you don't do that because it causes too many injuries and it's rarely the case sometimes it is but it's rarely the case it's more how you got there as exactly. an individual and the way that a professional athlete gets there from what i'm hearing from Nilesh is there is very, very intelligent load management and a, a lot of grit, you know, a lot, of, a lot of hard work, a lot of intelligence with your training, a lot of pushing yourself to get to that level. But you, you compare that to the psychology of the all or nothing person, which is just like the worst load management, you know, you, 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 you could handle. And it's a really important thing. Like even when I hear this stuff, like um, I, it, it makes me reflect on my training. It makes me always reconsider what have i done in the last six months that could have got me to where i am that i could have done better and i'm, I'm always looking for that one percent personally and i and i think it's um it is really important for our listeners to hear somebody like you with your amount of skin in the game and think well you know these are professional athletes we're talking about here we're talking about people that are probably genetically gifted already they're probably their genetics are really gifted to start with but then they're also young they're the right age and they're some of the hardest workers they've okay. gotten there and if they're training smarter and maybe less than we are yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. we should I think it's funny you've highlighted you know your strength lifts and how you we talk about how we get there so guys see videos on instagram oh blah blah deadlifted or trap bar deadlifted 280 kilos yeah. remember he did that once for two reps yeah. in a six-week block. <laughs> so an example is when our boys come in, they lift, and there's videos on Instagram and so forth. Oh, wow, these NFL boys lift so much. I'm sure his first week he lifted 110. Yeah. Week after 140, 160, and he's built his way up. And again, the reps started high, and it lowered as the weight went up. 
So same thing. Our boys do the same thing, same method, exactly how we do it. So, and it's, that's the thing. You don't have to be an athlete to do it. Mm-hmm. We can do it. We, we just need to dial back and be aware and apply it. Yeah. I've done, I mean, there's videos on our Instagram page of Yanni. Um, what's your best squat that we've got on Instagram? Is it 200 or 180 or? I don't know. Probably 180. Yeah, about 180. Yeah. My best squat is uh, 170, which was double my body weight at the time. I'm 85 kilo, well, 87 now. Um, but, I couldn't go. I wouldn't go out and no. try a 170 kilo squat now because I haven't been working on barbell no. squats for a while, and exactly. I'm not, and, I, and it's in the bank. It's there for me to withdraw if I want to, but I have to do some work to get to there again, you know. And when I did that 170, I didn't go up to the bar one day and go, "Oh, let's see what I can do." I did a very, very specific program for maximal strength for several weeks. And at the end of it, it was a, okay, let's see what I can lift safely. And I worked up to it. Within that one workout, I did 140, no worries, 150, no worries, 160, no worries, let's try 170, bang, banged it out. I did it so easily, I actually tried 180, didn't get back up, but uh, you know, it was a safe dump for me. And um, so, you know, you you can even see examples of what Nilesh has just said on our Instagram page by looking at Richard Yanni or me um, doing our bests but that's not how we train. That's not every day. You're, no, you're not doing no. 170 every day. No that's why I say, oh, see that example. It said athlete ran 14Ks that week. But remember, he doesn't do that every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, but it's, it's the spotlight that unfortunately sways us to the, let's let's do it like them. Let's train every day. Let's train every hard. It's not realistic. And you burn out. That's another thing. That's another, you know, it's, yes, you get injured, but then you burn out. Oh, after a month, I can't do six days a week. Yeah. Can't get to work on time. Yeah. Can't see the kids. And and yeah, I think it's so. important to, 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 to really highlight this, and, and I'm repeating myself here, but not only are you looking at an athlete at the end of a training cycle when you see those big lifts or when you see those big runs or when you see game day or whatever, but you've got to remember that you are also looking at a genetically gifted person in their prime. I mean, maybe, maybe an athlete, sometimes they're at the end of their career, but these are, these are the best of the best. You know, so not only are you comparing what you can do versus somebody in their best, you're comparing yourself to the best of the best. Yeah. So we have to take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, it, you, you've just got to develop a, a um, try to get out of this all or nothing mentality and, and move into a, a, you know, just you versus you mentality and, and do what, what you need mentality. And, and, and the best win you can have, what we always tell people at Unity Gym is the best win that you can have is just to turn up to the gym and do something. It doesn't have to be your best. It's just turn up and be here and do something. You know? yeah. And if you do something that doesn't cook you and allows you to come back tomorrow and for the whole five days or four days, whatever you can do, and then do that again next week, yeah. and then that's where well, the, the big wins Well, the come. other element that we're working with, so first and foremost, big lesson here, big take home, progressive overload is key to everything, whether you're a professional athlete or us. Uh, you have to approach everything progressively. But the second thing that we have to work with here is um, that uh, we're not paid to work out and we're not paid to play. And so we have to motivate ourselves. It's a different type of motivation. And, uh, you know, motivation is one of those things that you can't always rely on. And so what we do to overcome that or hack that system is create habits. And habits will generally trump motivation you know if you've got a habit if you've got a strong habit then if you're unmotivated you're still likely to do that thing 
And so that's what we work on with our tribe. And that's why we have a five or six day a week program. But that doesn't mean, like there's no way that we could expect or put the expectation on our guys to come in and train at full capacity every single day. We have a trade-off where we're like, okay, what's more important is that they build a habit so that we don't have to rely on their motivation to keep training. So we get them to build a habit of coming to the gym every day, uh, five and even six days a week for the senior guys. But then we moderate their intensity by, you know, teaching them that, you, that you're not training to a super, super hard intensity every single day. And I actually encourage guys when I'm sort of mentoring people to pick one thing that they're really, really working on. And that's the day that they go all out. And the rest of the day, it's really moderated. It's like, OK, don't go too silly. And if you've got a, like a skill that you're working on, like for me, I'm working on hand, uh, hand balancing mostly. Uh, and um, and and sort of press to handstand, and I would love to be able to do a stall to press to handstand one day. So that's the skill that I, I'm working on, and I go all out on that skill. And uh, and you know, I I even stuffed it up a little bit last week, where I did uh, a, a more work than I'm meant to do because I just just felt good, and it, I got a bit carried away. And uh, and I did a little bit more work than I usually do on a day where I was um, doing heavy bench pressing as well and it fucked my shoulder you know I just overloaded my rotator cuff and I sort yeah. of injured myself on that day and that was only last week and so you know even the best of us get it wrong sometimes this load management thing you know but um, I think that's what people just need to understand you know manage yeah. load progressive overload man the worst injury that i've had in the last couple of years is is what nalesh is helping me with now the slap tear on my left shoulder and i did that from doing a pb on a bench on thursday uh, monday or tuesday uh, 110 kilos for two reps and i did it nicely richard was there to to spot me but i got the reps out myself fried myself didn't think of it at the time and the next morning i came in and i just did a face to wall handstand meaning i can do a freestanding handstand and a uh, pressed a handstand and I just did a feet supported wall handstand and did a slap tear while I was holding it there because mm. the load I was just so fried and I didn't think about it and it was in the morning the next day and I just couldn't believe it like reflecting back on it now it was just such a lesson for me um, yeah. <laughs> on load management but um, yeah you got any final thoughts on this one Nalesh? No well it's, it's all a learning curve you got to get it wrong yeah, to you know isn't it <laughs> know the rights um, but I think the most important thing is there's um you gotta remember athletes have the right support staff around them and um, having this, you know, you also have to our listeners the right support staff around you in terms of training, programming, loading, and, and uh, again, jump on Google. Yep. Google's your biggest support staff. I'm sure you can find a lot of, you know, registered published articles that can give you a bit of education or even contact us, but yep. You yeah. just need the right support staff for someone to guide you. But as soon as you get education, you do your wrongs, you understand, and you go from there. Yeah, I think um, I it is a it is a never ending journey to understand how to get this right. And the you know my my final thought would be that that recovery, um, you know, which means basically that 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 what you do between your training sessions is so much more important than what you think it is. It, it plays such a vital role in, in your development, your physical capabilities. And um, if you don't understand how to get that right by using micro, meso and macro cycles and deload weeks and periodization and progressive overload and adaptation and all that stuff, if you don't understand that, um, then 
seek out some help. You know, get get your head around it. Sounds good. Uh, sounds good. We're going to bring this one in for a landing tribe and uh, jump over to the daily group coaching call in the UMS uh, online coaching group. If you are part of that group, jump over there now. Uh, we're going to keep the discussion of training psychology going. For the rest of the week, uh, we're going to be talking about super compensation tomorrow. Today, we sort of framed the need for progressive overload. Uh, so get ready for that one, and uh, we will see you all on the UMS Movement Mastermind Group and the Sound of Movement Podcast and the YouTube channel tomorrow. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.